Hello, you're listening to On Israel in Al Monitor. I'm Ben Kaspit from Tel Aviv. Israel has been mentioned many times as a dominant power in cyber surveillance and spying. The Israeli NSO group has also been mentioned in connection with the dubious surveillance projects, sometimes even bordering on criminal or violent by foreign governments or dictators. But these shadowy activities came under a harsh spotlight last week with the publication of the Pegasus Project, an expose by a group of leading media outlets in partnership with the Forbidden Stories Group and Amnesty International. The investigative journalism project revealed that the foreign governments planted NSO's Pegasus spyware in the cell phones of politicians, leaders, social activists, dissidents, and journalists. In some cases, the spyware was used not just for surveillance and eavesdropping, but also for harassment, kidnappings, and even murder, as was the case with the killing of Saudi dissident journalist Jamal Khashoggi. It should be noted that uh, the NSO has uh, forcefully denied any link to the list of 50,000 uh, phone numbers allegedly targeted by Pegasus for uh, surveillance. The company issues a, a detailed periodic transparency report and declares at every opportunity that it does not have any connection to events such as the Khashoggi murder or the kidnapping of Arab princesses who tried to escape uh, their families. Nonetheless, the scandal generated by the expose will not go away. The fingers are pointing at uh, Israel's defense industry and export licensing authorities as the real villains in this affair, who have turned Israel's cyber capacity into an aggressive and sometimes corrupting tool in the hands of foreign governments and rulers. Many believe uh, that uh, the real blame lies with the regulatory authorities in Israel's defense ministry, while other things, others think that Israel trades in the spyware and other cyber warfare tools in return for agreement by Arab and other countries to establish relations with Israel. Various reports claim NSO's goodies were mentioned in dealing with the Arab or Muslim leaders as a fringe benefit of uh, forging ties with Israel. While both uh, NSO and Israel deny these allegations, many discussions have been held behind closed doors, some led by Defense Minister Benny Gantz, in an effort to identify rogue elements in Israel's complex, cumberstone export oversight of conventional and cyber weapons arms. In the past, the oversight focused on artillery, rockets, and bombs. Today, the focus is on cyber arms. Al Monitors on Israel podcast will host two guests today for the first time. The Reserve Brigadier General Avriela Ben Avraham, a former officer in the Israeli Navy and the IDF spokesperson's office and chief military censor. These days, she runs NSO's public affairs operations. Joining her will be the company's legal counsel, Shmuel Sanre, the U.S.-born former legal advisor of Rafael, Israel's leading developer of advanced defense systems. The two will present NSO's version of the latest events and answer the tough questions arising from the expose. We will speak with them about cyberspace in general, about Israel's unique place in this growing industry, about future cyber wars, and perhaps about the cyber war 
that has already been broken uh, out between Israel and Iran. We will be back with the Director of Public Affairs and the Legal Advisor of the NSO Group right after this short break. If you're listening to this podcast, you obviously care about the Middle East, and if you do, you should probably be reading El Monitor. El Monitor is a global newsroom headquartered in Washington, D.C., with a network of over 160 contributors around the world. El Monitor offers first-class reporting and analysis from a range of perspectives and an approach that represents the highest journalistic standards, as well as an award-winning commitment to press freedom and independence. If you haven't done so already, visit us at elmonitor.com, check out our articles, and sign up for our free newsletters. There's a lot to choose from, including the Week in Review, an essay that offers unusual insights and forecasts into the region based upon El Monitor's outstanding reporting. And if you haven't done so, please subscribe to our El Monitor podcast on your favorite podcast platform, on Israel with Ben Caspit and on the Middle East with me. Andrew Parasoliti. Now I'm very happy to say hello to two guests. It's the first time uh, on Israel uh, podcast uh, is hosting two guests. And uh, uh, we are talking now with uh, Brigadier General uh, Ariela Ben Avraham. How are you doing, Ariela? And thank you for uh, uh, being with us here in, uh, in On Israel. Hello, Ben. How are you? Uh, Brigadier General Reserved. Reserved, of course. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and we are also talking today to Mr. Shmuel Sanri, the US-born former legal advisor of Rafael and now a legal advisor of uh, the NSO group. Hi, Shmuel, how are you doing? And Hi, thank you for joining us. Pleasure being on this discussion with you. So let's, uh, let's dive into business. And I'll, uh, first I'll ask you, uh, the, one of the headlines that, uh, that I saw uh, during this uh, late uh, affair with, uh, with the Pegasus project uh, uh, publications is that uh, Pegasus uh, or, or NSO is the Israeli ear of the Arab leaders in the Middle East. And I wanted to ask you, do you, do you see this as a libel or uh, as a compliment? Oh, Ben, so many headlines we've heard about us, really. So of course, uh, I can't refer to our customers uh, at all, but I must tell you, we are very proud in the fact that it is because of NSO, people around the world are safer. We provide law enforcement and intelligence agency the ability to overcome end-to-end -end encryption. And actually our products enable governments to save lives and we see it every day. Now, we are not the ears of anyone because we are not, uh, we do not have the data, we do not operate the system, and um, the data, we can't see it. So, you know, it's one of uh, a lot of headlines which are actually pretty funny. Do you want to add something on uh, this Shmuel uh, Sanray? Uh, because uh, many many civilians, and I, and I believe it, and I know it, 
are a lot safer, but in, the, in, this, uh, in this affair, there the, are the many journalists or uh, leaders that suddenly are targeted by, by, uh, by, uh, by uh, maybe by, by Pegasus or not. And the, the, the question is whether you can uh, regulate it. Well, that's an excellent question. I think your, your disclaimer of maybe Pegasus, maybe not targeted, maybe not targeted, I think that's the key takeaway from, from this sentence. Um, you know, and, and, and again, we, well, we, without relating to this whole, you know, these, these names, which are, you know, again, uh, we don't believe have uh, any direct relations, but on a general side, you're going to your general question as far as regulated, definitely, you know, we, we really believe that, that this is a, this is a industry that needs to be regulated. We believe that this is an industry that needs to have some international recognition of, uh, of, of what needs to be done on, uh, on the human rights affair. And I think maybe the best quote I can give is um, what the United Nations Human Rights uh, um, High Commissioner came out with this week after these publications. And, uh, and, you know, and she said, you know, Michelle Bachelet, that I would like to remind all states that surveillance measures can only be justified in narrowly defined circumstances with a legitimate goal, and they must be both necessary and proportionate to that goal. And, and I think that this is exactly what we're calling for, and we're very much advocating international regulation um, dealing with the, these issues, the issues of who to sell to, how to vet customers, um, how do we go and ensure that, uh, that it's used in the proper way and how to deal with, uh, with, with misuse if they do come up. And I think that is something that we uh, are put, have put very much into our compliance programs um, and uh, transparency report, I think details that in, in, in pretty, pretty much detail about the processes we have. And we really believe that to go and level the playing field that all other players in this industry should have regulations similar to ours. And the best way to do that, of course, if there's some international body that's willing to take upon itself to go and deal with these issues, to find the right balance between national security um, and rights to privacy and uh, find the right proportionate way to do so. And we'd be more than happy to be part of this discussion and to, of course, uh, adhere to any type of regulations that will come out. Until then, we'll continue working with our strict regulations, um, even though this is now self-regulated and not officially regulated. And we hope that will change in the near future. You know, Ben, I must tell you, Ben, I must tell you that yes. Shmuel is so modest, you know, because I can tell you that um, since uh, I think it was beginning of 2020, April 2020, Shmuel um, joined the company and initiated a new um, a compliance and human rights uh, policy and governance that uh, we are the first cyber intelligence company in the world actually adopting the UN guiding principles and actually adopting such a, such a um, um, compliance governance. I don't think any other cyber intelligence company in the world has such a regulation and I know how much Shmuel is trying to you know to to work on this uh, regulation and to initiate it uh, as something uh, Do it, are world. you talking about the transparency report I heard uh, somewhere the, that the, the transparency 38 report. pages or something now the transparency report is 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 really a summary of the processes that we have put into place and the processes 
as I said, I mean, basically we took all the, all the pillars of a compliance program, you know, beginning with tone on the top and training and then et cetera, anything that any comply, all compliance experts in any field, if it's reader, if it's ABC or export control compliance. Um, and we adopted this to uh, human rights compliance, which is unique in many ways, because usually, you know, when you deal with compliance, let's say it's usually like on the supply side of things in human rights, right? For example, everyone would understand that uh, when we have uh, um, child labor, you know, going and sewing uh, sneakers in a, yeah. you know, in a third world country, you know, that's something that uh, on the supply chain companies are very aware of. Um, I think that the fact that we are taking these principles, adopting them to governmental customers, and it's not trivial, you know, you think about the fact that you are taking, basically taking a government uh, intelligence agency, not just the government, a specific intelligence agency with all the shroud of secrecy that they operate in. And we come to them and say, okay, you know, first of all, you know, in order for you to become a customer of NSO, you need to go and satisfy us A, B, and C. You need to go and sign D, E, and F. And if you do something that we believe is wrong under our own discretion, you know, not a judiciary, uh, judicial type of decision, but our, on our own discretionary accord, we can basically terminate your contract, suspend your contract, and it's not trivial. I mean, you know, the countries will come and sometimes, you know, raise their outrise and say, you know, what you think that you're better than our, you know, legal regime? And I say, no, we're not any better, we're not any worse. These are our standards. And for you to become a customer, you must stick to these standards. But so after having said, said all that, uh, Ariel and uh, Shmuel, NSO finds itself time after time under scrutiny and, and, and uh, investigations and scandals. And so I want to, uh, with your permission, to dive into the details of the, this last Pegasus project. And the Expose reported that 50,000 phone numbers were targeted by Pegasus, the spyware developed by uh, NSO. You, on the other hand, have uh, denied any link to this list. Where do you think this list came from? And is Pegasus not linked to any of the, of the numbers? Let's remember that uh, this project was uh, conducted by a reputable international outlets, dozens of journalists and organizations. Whom should we believe? So, uh, us, of course. Uh, you know, even the Washington Post itself and all the other members of the Forbidden Stories Consortium and uh, Amnesty, they all admit that the purpose of this list could not be determined and that the list does not identify who put the numbers on it or why. And it is unknown how many of the phones were targeted or surveilled. So, what do you want? They built a, a, a whole campaign, a well-orchestrated campaign led by Forbidden Stories, by, but pushed by special interest groups with a complete disregard of the facts. You know, the list is not an NSO list and it never was. And everything else is, is just fabric, fabricated information. This is not a list of uh, targets nor potential targets of Pegasus. Absolutely not. I, I saw also that Amnesty International said somewhere in, in, in its re reaction or something that uh, that uh, the list is not connected to directly to Pegasus, but on on many other places I saw 
that uh, many of the phone numbers uh, uh, that were mentioned in this list uh, on, on the on the on the phones itself they found remains of or, or signs that Pegasus was there or something. So what can we what 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 can, can be our, can our conclusion of this? Question? Can I ask you a question? Did you see the list of fifty thousand numbers? No. Did someone see this list? Because we did not see it. We did not see it. And I can read you what Amnesty said, that the truth is that Amnesty has never presented this list as NSO Pegasus spyware list. So come on, no one saw this list. I don't know where it came from. It doesn't relate to NSO at all. It's a list of numbers. It could have been numbers for, I don't know what. It doesn't relate to NSO. So the whole campaign based on false, based on misleading, I don't understand it. So let's say maybe, maybe you should ask them, where's the list? Can I see the list? Where did it come from? But they did uh, publish or 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 said or 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 discovered or revealed um, a few very interesting names. Uh, in the last time, I, I think NSO denied uh, any connection to the killing of uh, the uh, the Saudi uh, journalist uh, Jamal Khashoggi, and now they're talking about. Uh, Princess Latifa, the daughter of Dubai's ruler, and Princess Haya, King Abdullah's oh. half-sister, that uh, both were uh, reportedly also under surveillance by Pegasus. One tried to escape a country and was caught. The other left her family behind and escaped to London. Is NSO linked in any way to these events? So, uh, you know, you put a lot of events, so I don't want to refer to a specific events. We have um, denied any connection to the Ineos murder of Khashoggi. I don't want to, to get into any name because it would be wrong. It's all based on a false list. Now, I, I don't want to refer to every name because there are a lot of names and we didn't get the 50,000 because there is no 50,000 or there is some kind of list, but doesn't relate to NSO. I, I can tell you one thing. I can tell you that if and when we'll receive a, a credible evidence that this, our system was misused by one of our customers, we will investigate it and take all the measures possible to make sure it doesn't happen again. And I must refer to, to um, uh, Shmuel talked about the transparency report. We have published there that we have ended five um, um, with uh, uh, terminated five system of our customers because of misuse. So we believe this is the, the right thing to do, not allowing, not allowing any misuse and, and letting this system be used for the sole purpose of saving lives and preventing terror and preventing pedophiles. Then every day due to our uh, product, our Pegasus, lives are being saved. And when, as I said, when we get credible, uh, uh, credible allegations, we investigate them and we do what's necessary to do, even shutting down the system. And then, then let me add to that, let me yes, add to that, Ben, of course. Today, um, yeah, we, 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 we have zero tolerance for misuse. You know, we, 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 we totally, you know, we, we understand the, the potential of misuse of our systems. 
we, we call it the Peter Parker rule, right? You know, with great power comes great responsibility. And we understand the, 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 the potential of our tools um, as far as infringement of human rights. And we also understand the, 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 the benefits that our tools are giving to the safety and security. Um, and, 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 and as such, when we do have such uh, investigations, which we take very seriously and which are very, very you know, difficult as far as you know, implementing and getting to the, to the root of the matters. And if there is no cooperation of the customer, that itself is reason to go and go and shut down the system. We get the cooperation if we're not convinced and we see that something happens that shouldn't have happened, you know, we take it very seriously. And, you know, this is something that we, the, I think, I, I've been very proud of. I want to follow up on this because it's interesting. Do you have tools, technical tools, to know that someone, one of your clients, and, and, and as, I, as I understand, you sell your products only to states, not, not to private clients, but do you, can you follow? Can you know if the Saudi government or the, or, the, or the Bahraini government or any other government now is using Pegasus, not against terror, not against pedophiles, not against organized crime, but, but against a, a journalist or, 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 a, or, a, or a foreign leader, for example? Well, Ben, that's an excellent question because this is exactly the catch that we're in. We don't operate the systems. We don't are, we're not privy to the data. We don't sit in the operations room of the customer. We're not an intelligence agency. We're a software provider, right? On that, so we, we do not have visibility and we don't have the technical um, ways to go and basically understand if, uh, if someone is, is, is being you know, uh, targeted because he doesn't have the justification. And because of that challenge, that's why we're so anal, if we can call it, about the vetting the customer on the front end of thing and dealing harshly with the customer on the back end of things if there is um, allegations and if there is, um, um, if we, we are convinced that there is misuse. And, and again, I know, I know that this is something that sometimes our critics come and say, you know, how can you go if you're not following the systems? Um, how can you go and uh, say that you're basically dealing with this seriously? And, 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 and that question is, is, is true for any type, any compliance. If you do, when banks do compliance on, on money laundering on their customers, Right, they don't sit on the, um, you know, with the customer. And it's more than this, uh, Shmuel. You, you work with Rafael. If Rafael sells a missile system to 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 someone, they will never know who who is this guy going to to fire the to launch the missiles on. So, and and maybe there is a lot of hypocrisy in uh, now in the world dealing with the cyber technology or or uh, the cyber tools. Because uh, you don't, you don't, all the moral, the morality, and, and the high standards. I think now uh, we are solely uh, in this, and not, you know, any moment people are getting killed by dozens or, or thousands by weapons, and no one cares about uh, these weapons. But everybody now is following the cyber tools. Well, Ben, that's an excellent point, and I really don't want to go and deal deal with other industries. You know, I think that there's a lot of things that other industries, not only defense industry, any government provider industry, it could be a telecommunications, it could be even a carpenter who might be providing um, some um, some type of uh, apparatus that might be used for for waterboarding. You know, and, and but but again, I'm I'm dealing about I, what we're trying to do is deal with our sector, deal with our company. 
You know, we, we, we do what we believe is the right thing to do. We do what we think our industry should be doing. And if you, and, and I, I agree with you, I mean, this is something that should be thought on, on, a, on a maybe broader issue on a more multi-type of industry um, type of uh, um, 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 or organization or type of um, um, general type of uh, regulatory um, regime. But uh, you know, let's start, you know, we, have, we, we need to go uh, one, one, one block at a time you know, let's start with our industry. We are we're, we're getting criticized, yeah. right, rightfully or not rightfully. This is an industry that people can maybe relate to more than other industries because the right to privacy is something that resonates with everyone who has a phone. And, and, and it's anyone. also the new thing. You're the new kid in town, and it's very you know, forgive me, but uh, sexy, and every everyone have, uh, has a smartphone, and uh, no one wants uh, Ariella exactly. to to know what what is going on in his uh, smartphone. So, but. Mm -hmm. I want to I want to proceed because Ariella Ariella has a special permission <laughs> the investigative but project ben, we, know, yes but Ben you know I think we should uh, you've talked about hypocrisy I think we should talk a bit about the end-to-end -end encryption is there another way nowadays with the end-to-end -end encryption to deal with the uh, pedophiles and to deal with crime and to deal with terror we know they use all those platforms. So how can law enforcement and intelligence agencies, you know, deal with it in this world? We, yes, we are familiar with, uh, you know, they are telling us we are going dark without tools like us. How would they, you know, how would they prevent terror and, and pedophiles and, and crime? By the way, it, it reminds me, it reminds me this uh, argument, and the all the all uh, you know uh, what we are talking and discussing and discussion reminds me of the discussion around the the COVID nineteen vaccines. By the way, the same people that uh, want uh, to be free not to vaccinate themselves, I think are the, uh, very like the, the the same people that are they want they they, they want to go with smartphone, but uh, they want it to be very clean. And and as he said, the the, the world is dark. It's not clean. It's dirty, and the question is, will will keep uh, will keep us safe? But I want I have to proceed because we're talking a lot, and it's very interesting. But uh, I I want to, uh, to ask at least this question about the investigative project uh, that presents a picture of widespread spying, with more or less everyone following and um, eavesdropping on everyone else, including, for example, Morocco, Morocco's king who targeted the allegedly president of France, out of all people. Uh, the French have already launched an uh, official investigation of these reports. And uh, I think uh, President Macron himself called yesterday our uh, Prime Minister uh, Naftali Bennett. And what, uh, what NSO uh, can say in response? So uh, as I mentioned before, um, we only sell the technology. We do not operate it. We do not know, we are not private to the information and to the data. The whole list and the whole names um, uh, in the list are not related to NSO. These are not Pegasus targets. So, you know, you can add as many names as you want. It is not related to us. Absolutely not. Okay, so let's go on. Um... Uh, if this all issue is so above board and uh, transparent, why is NSO not allowed to sell its products to me inside within Israel? 
with you as Ben Kaspet? Uh, I don't think I can afford it, <laughs> but, but you know I what? I, to, I, I just want to send you to the bank to take a mortgage, a big one. <laughs> yes, but uh, but I understand you sell only to to states. So actually, the the the, the answer is in the question because if you wow. sell only to states, you cannot sell to uh, any private citizen uh, organization. This is a pillar that I think is is crucial, and I think that this is something that you know from the first day the company. Um, was formed 10 years before Ariella and I were here. This was something when the company started its business, it, uh, it uh, understood the potential of, uh, of the tools and decided that it's only selling this to government uh, agencies um, and, and governments and not to all governments. And, and you know, it, it, it's amazing to see. I mean, even I've seen it from the short time that I've been here, a relatively short time. You know, there's so many private entities um, that are, are that you'll be willing to go and pay enormous amounts of money um, to go and have such tools. And again, we're not talking about you know a, a specific person, of course, but you know type of organizations or different type of uh, um, you know types of organizations that deal with uh, um, um, you know intelligence, you know not governmental agencies. Um, and we are very adamant and very strict about this. And uh, I think it's also you know part of our regulatory. Um, regime and restrictions, which it should be, that these tools are tools that should only be used by responsible governments for responsible uses. Um, and I think that's a very important, again, as a citizen and as a yes. as someone who also is is you know, is is uh, respectful of of, of my, my own privacy and my family's privacy. I would feel very very uncomfortable of having these tools. Any the billionaire can acquire himself and know right. everything that is uh, all his exactly. employees think and do. And my last question in this issue, I want to to. I, I want to, to talk a, lo a little uh, uh, later about the cyber in general, but my last question in this issue is, is it true that your uh, capabilities and um, the tools you develop are essentially a type of bonus that Israel offers various uh, rulers in the Middle East and elsewhere in order to improve ties or establish formal uh, relationships with them, uh, or maybe the Abraham Accords were involved with, you know, uh, our Israeli leaders or the Mossad head sitting in uh, Dubai or in Abu Dhabi or uh, or Bahrain and tell, tells them, listen, if you sign, uh, uh, we have relationship with us, we will get permission to NSO and other companies to sell you all the, the goods that uh, all the superpowers uh, can afford. Wow, Ben, you're, you're really kind of, a lot of imagination. Uh, yeah. Wow, it's 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 amazing. You know, it can we can like you know, it's it's like sounds like you know we're just sitting here and like scheming how to go and uh, um, you know the high politics. It's way, way beyond us. You know, we're we're a private company. We're we're a for-profit company. Um, we 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 do what we think is right. Uh, um, on our, you know, from a human right perspective and on our shareholder perspective, you know, we're not, uh, we're not a branch of the government, we, we're regulated by the government, um, but, you know, diplomacy and country relations and quid pro quid between countries is, is way beyond uh, Ariella and my pay grade or, you know, companies uh, kind of uh, um, uh, activities. Okay, let's uh, let's go to the cyber industry uh, because it's uh, it, it is really the hottest uh, uh, spot on earth right now, and uh, Israel is just uh, held its annual cyber week led by former General uh, Professor Yitzhak Ben Israel. 
Do you see Israel maintaining its position as one of the world's top five cyber powers? Uh, of course, Israel is a startup nation and is a leading force of unique technologies and a real superpower. And, and how do you see the future? Are we already in the cyber era or only in the hallway leading to its doors? It's no secret that Israel and Iran have been conducting almost public cyber warfare for quite a while. The question is, when will cyber wars replace conventional wars? Do you see it happening or it will always be just, you know, a, another tool, not the, the, the exclusive war? Again, Ben, wow, I mean, you're, you're, <laughs> these are excellent questions, but, you know, just reminding you, you know, Ariella and I are working for, for NSO, you know, we're not a cyber wharf company, we're an intelligence company, we are a software company that provides intelligence tools, um, and, you know, deal, dealing with issues of when, you know, why warfare will become uh, more, um, you know, cyber or rather than conventional is, is, is really, you know, something that I, I would leave to experts in the field. You know, we, we I think we're, we're trying to be experts in our own field and uh, having a hard enough time with as it is with this. So, you know, I, 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 was, I was trying to grab a headline from you because the NSO, don't, don't be shy. NSO is, a, is an offensive cyber company and one of the NSO best. Is intelligence is an intelligent cyber uh, company. Uh, which uh, provides uh, uh, cyber intelligence product, and uh, and, and you know we, we you can win a war with good intelligence. So it's it's. Yes, but uh, but but uh, again, but what I, I think that uh, the matter of definition, um, you know, offensive offensive cyber or or war, cyber warfare, you know, deals with people that are uh, people or, or, or governments that attack infrastructure. Um, and, you know, basically, you know, we, we provide tools that are just, you know, there's as, as much as there are, you know, human tools and, you know, we provide SIGIN tools. Um, so you're, you're uh, saying that you're not in the business of attacking Bandar Abbas uh, port or the, yeah, the train system in Iran, but uh, you're in the business of bringing intelligence. This is the, the NSO yeah, business. So let's talk about your business. And uh, we are not talking just about wars. There, there's also a significant business element involved. To what extent are uh, cyber attacks, ransom demands, and remote uh, malware takeovers becoming a dominant in commerce, science, and the global economy? Do you see continue, continued accelerated development and uh, exponential growth in this field? Because this is really your business. Would it be correct to say that not only wars, but piracy too, has undergone uh, cyberization. I, I think that the cyber threat it exists in many, many areas and in many types of, it could be piracy and it could be other bad players. And I think that our tools are provided to governments to use as intelligence to go and prevent any type of, uh, of, of terror or crime, whether it be cyber or whether conventional. And I do agree that the more that, the, that, that there are the bad cyber players out there, you know, our tools need to be such that enable the governments to go and uh, encounter the more sophisticated players um, and, and receive intelligence to avoid, uh, to avoid their, their, their bad actions that, uh, that affect us all. 
Okay, I think it was very interesting. Yes, Ariela. Just a last sentence that, uh, you know, NSO is not only Pegasus. Uh, we have a lot uh, more products. We have analytics tools. We have a new solution for counter drone cyber uh, uh, solution. So NSO is not only about Pegasus and perhaps uh, next time we can talk about NSO as a whole and not only about Pegasus. Uh, yes, and how many employees do you have in Israel? Actually, uh, the company is now uh, approximately 800 uh, employees. Most of them uh, are in Israel. And Ariela is an expert of uh, public relations and the uh, spokesmanship, and I know you very well from the IDF spokesman. Do you think, or uh, do you think the, the Pegasus crisis is already behind you? Or there is a lot to come. Uh, is there any investigation in Israel? Did you were you connected by the authorities, or you heard heard something from Ministry of uh, Defense, or or what? So um, I don't know if uh, it's behind us or uh, in front of us. You know, as uh, as you said, uh, um, we've done a long way in the you know you as a reporter and I in the spokesmanship. So uh, we've learned that. Uh, uh, we should expect for surprises and to be prepared for surprises. So uh, in that essence, uh, I don't know what's going to come. As I see it right now, this whole campaign is based on false and lies. And um, I don't know how it can uh, develop. Uh, and, um, but I do believe that the truth will uh, come out. Will prevail. You know, you are a, a originally from Israeli Navy. If you, you've been from the Israeli Air Force, you've, uh, already, uh, I'm sure you know that what the Israeli pilots are saying is that the guy that will shoot you down is the guy that you don't see. Uh, but uh, yes, let's hope that the truth uh, will prevail. And it was a very interesting uh, conversation uh, with both of you. Brigadier General Reserve, Dariela Ben Avram, and now, uh, and so uh, spokesman, I can say, or a public affairs uh, officer, and Shmuel Sanre, the legal advisor of NSO. Thank you very much indeed, and thank you for being with us. Shalom and goodbye. Thank you for having us. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. I'm Andrew Parasoliti, president of the award-winning media news site, El Monitor, where we cover the Middle East with some of the best reporters and columnists anywhere. And I'm excited to announce our new podcast, On the Middle East, where each week I will interview newsmakers from the U.S. and the region about the latest news and trends with additional commentary from our on-the-ground correspondents. Those of you who follow the region know that what happens in the Middle East doesn't stay in the Middle East. And to cite another great movie line, every time the U.S. tries to get out, the region pulls us back. Your time is valuable, so let me promise you this. You will learn something and you will never be bored because each week we'll be talking with and listening to those leaders who are making the news and shaping the trends in this critical and fascinating region. So please subscribe to On the Middle East with me, Andrew Parasoliti. Thank you for staying with us. As expected, the NSO group is denying any connection to any list of uh, 
targeted cell phone uh, numbers of uh, foreign leaders like uh, President Macron, uh, journalists or uh, activists. Our guests uh, today, uh, Brigadier General uh, Reserve Ariel Ben Avraham, uh, Public Relations uh, Director with NSO and the legal advisor Shmuel Sanrei, claims that the company cannot control the, the exact use its customers are uh, practicing with uh, its products by general and especially uh, the Pegasus uh, spyware. But the interesting part was when uh, Mr. Sanri uh, said that this relatively new field of, uh, of espionage by cyber must be regulated. And uh, he said that uh, they will support uh, establishing an international uh, regulatory institute or body or directorate that will uh, set this delicate issue and settle, uh, settle it down and uh, set maybe rules, exact rules that will enable a company like NSO and even governments like the Israeli government uh, to, to, to a tight control on these uh, dangerous tools of uh, the 21st century. They also said that uh, at least in five cases, uh, the NSO company just stopped deals or canceled deals with customers that uh, were su suspected misusing uh, the tools that uh, they produce. I hope you found it interesting today and uh, we will meet here next week at the same place on Israel in our in Monitor. I'm at the speaker. Thank you.